0: Welcome to Bible Q&A, a monthly discussion with Luther Seminary faculty about everything you wanted to know about the Bible, but were afraid to ask. I'm Cameron Howard.
1: And I'm Eric Bredo
0: And we are joined today by two very special guests, uh, Terry Elton, who teaches Children, Youth, and Family Ministries here at Luther Seminary, and Nancy Lee Gaucher, who is an ELCA pastor and brand new grandparent, and together with her husband, Paul, has written our uh, blog post entry for this week. Welcome to you both. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you. Fun to be here.
1: Nancy, we were talking before we started. We should have recorded all of it because it was good stuff, so maybe we can try to recreate it, but we were talking about the experience of thinking about the Bible and your grandchildren as a as a new grandmother and how that has reshaped how you think about this whole enterprise even though you've been working on it for a long time
2: I know a whole year it's been a year we Paul and I have been grandparents by the way I go by Nana so grandmother is way out there for me sorry (laughs) Sorry, sorry, but I'll try to live into it I'll try (laughs) to live into it but one of the most intriguing things that happened, Paul and I, my husband Paul and I sat down. Ruby Grace is a year old now. And as we're thinking about this darling little girl who lives in Virginia, of course, one of the biggest things we want to share with her is our faith yep. and the story. And, um, you know, our faith, this whole big narrative story of the Bible is all included in this. And so we're going, how are we going to do this with Ruby Grace? We kind of had a plan for our kids because we were part of a church together and we had a community of faith and we were we had a story that, you know, hung together every Sunday morning. So here we are with little Ruby Grace. She lives in Virginia. We FaceTime on Friday mornings and I, you know, I don't want to be that Nana that has a Bible story every Friday morning. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I don't want to call Nana. <laughs> what, do, what does that mean to share... Um, share the narrative story with your grandchild. Um, that's been fun to explore for us. So we had a few thoughts about that.
1: Yeah. so really helpful article. And we start with Once Upon a Time. Once Upon a Time. Uh, that there's this story element to reading the Bible, this imagination, this wondering, this curiosity, as Terry talked about a few months ago and on the podcast. Um, and this is a, a genre that kids understand. It's a It's a way of storytelling that they understand. And how does it work and how does it, how does it work as, as, a, as a way to think about the Bible and how does it not work as a way to think yeah.
2: about the Bible? Well, once upon a time, isn't it intriguing, but it's also scary because mm-hmm. once upon a time means it's a fairy tale and that usually things end happily ever after. Mm-hmm. Um, but fairy tales are way darker than that. We know mm-hmm. we've just mm-hmm. kind of revamped them yeah. for our, our children And I'm afraid that we do that for the Bible sometimes Mm -hmm. too. We revamp them. So once upon a time is a place where we have to start where it is a story to tell. And, um, you know, a curious thing, I just thought of this, but so I have a son who's 26 right now and, um, he, we did daily devotions. I was concerned that my children would know the Bible. And so we, I had to figure out how do I get this into them? And so we, every morning had daily devotions and, um, You know, my son was a bit resistant uh, in his older years, but it was very interesting. He was reading a book by Anne Lamott just a couple weeks ago, Mm -hmm. was intrigued by the story about Abraham and Isaac. I said, did you ever remember learning that story? And he goes, you know, I don't remember anything that I learned in church, you know, so this was like a new story Uh, for him. But he said, you know what, mom, this is probably the oddest story I've ever read in my life. mm -hmm. What kind of God would ask Mm -hmm. this of a parent?
1: Mm -hmm. Mm
2: And he's a 26-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. And those are the things, right, that the narrative brings in front of us. Yeah. And so once upon a time, there was this man mm-hmm. named Abraham. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, those stories need a kind of um, community involvement to, to raise us in that story. I still need you to help me with that mm-hmm. story.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it's ongoing as a narrative goes. So I think that the once upon a time means that once upon a time, there that was a time. But now, about this time, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, what is it for mm-hmm, this time? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How do we talk to young people about that? And if, you know,
0: yeah. yeah, I think that that um, framing as a, a genre, you know, the the fairy tale, once upon a time. I mean, on the one hand, s- sometimes we think, oh, if it's a fairy tale, um, that means that it isn't true. But I actually think that it gets at the the. Ambiguous nature of the Bible, or the 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 difficult relationship to Mm -hmm. fact and truth that the Mm -hmm. Bible has. Right? I mean, I ask my first semester seminary students every year: Does something have to be factual in order to be true? So that framing may help us sort of think about the way that the Bible conveys truth through story, um, rather than having to Mm -hmm. say. the Bible is true, and then have Mm -hmm. children go to science class and learn things that are true about the way the world is created, and then have to sort of negotiate, right, the way that uh, Genesis 1 and 2 can meet their uh, uh, science classes. Or So so there's something about framing it in this Mm -hmm. way that that it's about conveying truth, um, even if it's not about conveying a sort of uh, nonfiction history of the world kind of. Yeah. Truth.
1: Well, I think the other element of that is that fairy tales aren't just little trivial stories that just entertain us. You know, they're not just um, little bits of entertainment. Instead, they you know they delight us, they horrify us, they shock us, they surprise us, mm-hmm. not just. That, not to have that as an end, but so that you might think, well, what does this mean about the world? There's always that little moral at the end. Right. And the Bible isn't quite that neat with a little moral at the end of the story, but it shocks us. It horrifies us sometimes. So if it's the story of Abraham and Isaac. It delights us. It, it can bring us joy. And it's that experience that might be where God's truth is actually found.
2: And I wonder if really that is the amazing gift of scripture. Yeah. And I, I, I wonder wonder if God truly does speak into this present time with that story Mm -hmm. which i'm banking on (laughs) you know i'm banking on because so this ancient story there's something about it once upon a time there was yes but now in this time um the word is is active and it's you know it's it's real and alive and it speaks to us and so i think children are open to hearing that Mm. I think they're very, very open to imagining that mm-hmm. and not so much the, the wondering about if it's true or not, but what, where do I see myself in this story, the yeah. I wonder part?
3: Yeah. And yeah, so we have a question. Uh, I shared in my time uh, an opening story about how my grandparents told me their story, our ethnicity, kind mm-hmm. of our ancestor story, and how that really shaped me in a particular way, and so I'm curious how, as you were talking, how, I mean, because part of that was eating foods, and part of that was traditions that we would do together, and I didn't live by my grandparents, so that was part of our negotiating when we were together. How do you want um, your grandkids to experience the story? I mean, you know, we have tools that you can FaceTime and stuff like that, but how do you imagine moving it off the page, if you will, Mm And because I hear you saying that the, the the biblical story is part of your story, and and th- that's about truth, but it's also about something much deeper and identity forming. Mm-hmm. So that's fascinating
2: because it, this is a challenge when your t- when your grandchild lives mm-hmm. so far from you. Um,
1: <laughs> and you're not alone in this. Probably, I with a know. Lot of, a I lot, know. lot of people are probably nodding their heads along right now. Yeah.
2: yeah. So in FaceTime, I'm a very face-to-face person. In mm-hmm. FaceTime, I, I don't get to smell Ruby Grace. Mm-hmm. I don't get to mm-hmm. um, tuck her in my arm mm-hmm. and look her in the eyes and say, I have a story I want to tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, but interestingly enough, some of the pieces right now with a one-year-old is Ruby Grace was baptized. hmm mm-hmm. So the baptism story, the water story, and we're going to plant to a garden together. Cool. I'm going for Easter. And my my tradition at Easter, along with Christ coming out of the grave, okay, <laughs> is to fly a kite. Yeah. And to fly a kite with our kids every Easter. And every Easter, they've gotten a new kite. And we fly a kite. And we let that kite go up in the air. And what does it mean to be released and free? Mm-hmm. You know, Ruby Grace is getting a kite in her Easter basket. Um, And so I I wonder about, as as we unpack these stories together, there will be a time where I'll get to tell her how excited Mm -hmm. I am about a story I heard about, and it's whatever's alive in my Mm -hmm. life Mm -hmm. that God is speaking to me about will be an authentic story that Ruby Grace will hear from me. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do admit, so I just got back about a month ago, and I bring her presents, and um, I gave her a book. Uh, the Lord's Prayer, and it's mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. this powerful imagery and pictures, um, and it's just the Lord's Prayer, but the pictures are powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. so we've already read that together, and we yeah. on Facetime. Hey, go get the book that yeah. Nana mm-hmm. gave you about the prayer, and we'll pray it together before yeah. I hang up mm-hmm. or before we go.
3: Yeah, I think of uh, I think of those. Profound where the story meets off the page and it connects in their life. I, I've told a story about when my 18 year old was a preschooler and in the picture Bible of a, of Abraham having to leave his country. There's this picture of him in cartoon with a big tear, hmm. and that was that was way about not about facts of Noah's life. It was mm-hmm. the emotional mm-hmm. thing of what's it like to leave, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. to talk about yeah. that that piece, and so story, books, pictures, connecting with people, putting those in larger experiences, I can imagine the opportunity to revisit those uh-huh. as she grows.
1: Because I can imagine that maybe somebody could have told her the story and said, you know, right. Abraham was really sad. Right. Okay. But to see that picture is something that kind of lingered with her in yep. a way that the yep. words yep. couldn't.
2: Right. Our stained glass windows, you know, these all these movies coming out, they're so fun. They will be an Opportunity to speak into it. I just saw Son of God, and I know Noah's coming out. And you know, my kids, the Joseph story. And Ruby
1: Grace is not going to go see Noah quite.
2: (laughs) Should I keep her in? Just maybe, especially if it's in 3D. That could be very frightening. I know. There's so much going on, right? (laughs) But but, so my kids both acted in Joseph, and I mean, Donnie Osmond taught them the story of Joseph. I'm going to admit that to you, (laughs) plain and clear. And we saw it in many formats. Uh But that was a fascinating yeah. story yeah. that we lived into, we sang into, we acted into, yeah. and um, that will be a story that I'll. Ruby Grace, your mom was one of yeah. the little kids mm. in in this in this story. Where do you see yourself mm. in this story? Yeah.
0: Uh, And that's an experience with the Bible. I love this in your essay that you say give kids an experience with the Bible rather than the Bible itself as a book. That Yes, of course, we need to give our kids Bibles, and there are plenty of Mm -hmm. age-appropriate choices out there. But just to hand it over is not to transmit the story, that Mm -hmm. the transmission of the story happens in these encounters, in this praying the prayer together Mm -hmm. or seeing that Show together or telling these stories together, or even the flying the kites together that mm-hmm. that is all about experiencing that um sense of God's relationship uh with us mm-hmm. together in
3: and you talk about the importance of the grandparent loving the story or mm-hmm. or having a relationship with the story, and I think about how that's that's what was transmitted to me with my grandparents is. I didn't care about these ancestors or a lot of their issues of moving to farm country, but my grandparents did. And their love of that there brought me in. Hmm. And I think of, you know, throughout the years, it's the relationship with that. And sometimes the story was foreign, but the person, the emotion, the connection hmm. Hmm. in the storyteller that hmm. had a relationship with me. And, and Ruby Grace is going to know that grandma loves her. And so, just by your love for her, and then your finding stories that are meaningful, exactly. Even if they're, if even if you don't know what they always mean, Mm -hmm. yes. You know, Mm -hmm. I think of my other grandparent, um, a psalm that was really important to my grandma Carmen. Mm -hmm. That that came down to me, Mm -hmm. and I remember that, and I don't know cognitively. what that was all about yeah mm-hmm. but it was it my grandma loved it so I remembered it
1: mm-hmm. or I think about teaching our, our daughter the, the Lord's Prayer and I'm pretty sure she has no idea what those words actually right. mean everyone's she'll stop and ask me but is there something still in the in that process and just the reciting and kind of inhabiting mm-hmm. it even if you're not quite sure what it means that might be really instructive to us that even as we're reading the Bible as grown-ups we might yes. still be quite like them. We <laughs> totally, don't quite know yes. what this all means. We're right. just moving through life. We don't quite know what it all means. But you say it. You say the words. You move in faith. And um, mm-hmm. eventually, you might figure it out. You might not. But that's the life of faith.
2: Yeah. And wouldn't it be interesting for me to entertain the idea that um, Ruby Grace knows I love her? Does she know that her and Anna loves the stories in the Bible? Mm-hmm. And how does she know that? Mm-hmm. Right.
1: Yeah.
3: What
0: does that look like? Thank you, Nancy Lee and for joining us thank you for joining us on Bible Q&A you can find more information at enterthebible.org join us again